captains, Elijah here. Thank you for tuning in to trekradio.net for the live recording of Priority One Podcast. Unfortunately, your beloved captains are out on shore leave, stuffing our faces with poultry and large amounts of starch. But never fear. We have a new, never-before-published episode titled Star Trek Las Vegas Reflections to keep your appetites in check. Be sure to join us next week, November 29th, for episode 106, recorded live right here on trekradio.net. That's Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. But before we present that new episode, let's take a moment to reflect on what we're thankful for this Thanksgiving. So, Adrienne, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? I'm thankful that Jesse's leg is healing, that he didn't have to lose his leg, and that he's making progress every day. And I'm also thankful that my knee is starting to heal as well. So my, I also have leg problems. And uh, yeah, so yeah, those are a couple things that I'm, I'm very grateful for. And I'm also uh, very grateful to know you guys and to have had the opportunity to hang out with all of you in Vegas. And I'm just looking forward to uh, our future together. <laughs> what about you, James? I have a ton of stuff to be thankful for this year. A job, uh, my grandfather's continuing health so far is, is going better now, and of course the show and you guys and, and all the things that my wife and I have achieved together and the improvements to our home and, and things we've done. And, and of course, I'm so, so very thankful for Pasta. <laughs> pasta. But it's, it's been a, a good year. I have a ton to be thankful for. And I know there's a million other things I could list that I probably can't even think of right now. But thanks for all of it. That's for sure. Thank you to all our listeners for being our listeners. Yes. What about you, Elijah? Uh, what am I thankful for? I am thankful for a wonderful wedding that my wife and I had in September. I'm thankful that I'll be able to spend Thanksgiving with my family up north. That we weren't terribly affected by Hurricane Sandy. I'm thankful for Emily's family who helped us with the wedding and, and continues to send us their love and support even though we're 500 miles away. And like James said, I'm thankful for this team, Priority One. It's a real labor of love that gives me a, a great deal of energy and it's a pleasure to, to join you guys every Thursday night and it's a pleasure to hear back from our listeners because as we always say at the end of the episode, you know, we say it every, every episode, but how often do we really reflect on it? But without the Stowe listeners, none of this would be possible. And that's the truth. So thank you, everybody. Listeners who've become part of the team and listeners who continue to give us their weekly feedback. Really, thank you so very much. Yeah, and thank you, everybody, for... Uh, thank you for yeah, your friendship. Absolutely. And for those people that we saw in person in Vegas, too, that was just wonderful to meet you. And and we look forward to seeing more of our listeners wherever possible. And, uh, you know, this show and... And I just want to say thank you to the listeners and, and as well as to Elliot, our producer, and, and you guys. Just, I, I guess I gotta say, you've helped me keep my sanity. I mean, I know we all sound insane, but you've helped me keep my sanity through a rough time in my life when I was moving to a new area and I hadn't quite found a job yet and hadn't settled in. And I just had the show that I could work on. And I love Star Trek and getting to know Star Trek online and going from the audio engineer to this. Oh my gosh, I'm a host and I don't know that much about the game yet and then having to do all my homework and then and I love the game anyway, but really getting a chance to get to know everything about it and getting to know the community and both the community with Stowe as well as the community of Star Trek. 
And yeah, it's just, it's not only given me something to do with something I love, but really it's just, it's been a blessing and I'm just really grateful for it. I love you guys. I love you guys. Love you, man. I, I really think you guys are okay. <laughs> James, 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 James. Don't forget, James, you love us very much. Don't forget. Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget. Priority One loves you. Well, Captains, happy Thanksgiving for those of you celebrating. And for those of you not, thank you very much. Enjoy Star Trek Las Vegas Reflections. Command codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secure channel. Captains, and welcome to Priority One's Supplemental Log, where James, Adrian, and I will be kind of telling the stories of Vegas and what we experienced during our time there. It was a phenomenal experience. Just meeting these two characters was fantastic. So uh, why don't we get on with the stories? Why don't we start with uh, with um, maybe a little bit of the travel? Now, James, you, you drove, right? There is no James, only Zul. <laughs> oh, sorry. Are we recording now? We are. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we drove. It was about six and a half hours uh, from the central coast of California, from the ocean to the uh, to the cat box. And it was about 116 degrees that day. And we drove through desert nowhere. And I do mean nowhere. Did you find uh, a little did you find a little gasoline shop from the Q continuum? Uh no no I didn't I don't I'm not sure where that's at you'd have to ask our Geek Nation tour sponsor they they actually take people there but um, I saw lots of places like it along the way there are many many places there's only about uh, let's see four major cities between where I live in Vegas that's it and I wouldn't even call major cities when I say major that makes it sound like L A or something there are only four cities of substantial size to have the uh, regular amenities of a regular town, such as like gas stations, restaurants, Walmart maybe. At State Line, that's basically where Vegas kind of begins. Um, they have a small assortment of hotels right on the California-Nevada uh, border right there on, on State Line. And I think Whiskey Pizza is like the real famous one and a couple others. And there's, you know, again, a little fast food stop and stuff. But it, even that is kind of like a little island. But between there and Barstow, there is nothing, and lots and lots of nothing. Have you um, seen any so, UFOs? No, but uh, you know what I did see that was kind of cool? Right there at State Line, next to uh, all the whiskey pizza and stuff, or actually right before it, they are building these huge, huge towers, and I'd never seen them before. So I had the wife Google it, and apparently it's a huge solar plant that was just approved. It's not even online yet. It doesn't go online until 2014. And they have these huge three towers, and they're solar collectors, so they have all these mirrors. They collect the sun, and then they reflect the light up to the top of these towers, 
where it hits this collection unit, and then that turns basically boils water up there and turns a steam engine, which generates just tons and tons of power, apparently. And it's this brand-new way of doing power plants and stuff like that, and it's really, really clean. It's a fraction of the cost of a nuclear power plant. It's supposedly just this greatest thing, according to the Internet article we read. So, And it was really cool to see because it's it looks very space-like almost. The towers look like launch towers for, like, the space shuttle or something. Like, that's what I thought it was. I thought, oh, is that... Virgin, you know, Virgin, uh, I can't think of their space one that they're doing, you know, where they launch the planes and take off. I was like, I know they're building a spaceport out there. I, I didn't get to see that, unfortunately. But that's what I thought it was at first. And unfortunately, it wasn't. It was this, this power plant, which I guess is not unfortunate. It's just different. But it was it was pretty neat and very, very new technology, very kind of trekkish as we entered into Vegas. So you pass over state line, you basically drive down these uh, couple big hills, and it drops you right into Vegas. And there we were. Everyone was arriving right about the same time. We got in about 30 minutes early, so we checked in. Elliot and his wife were waiting for us at the hotel. They, I guess they had been dragging their bags around for about an hour and a half, two hours, waiting for us to get there because we were sharing a room. Unfortunately, it was in our name, so they had to wait for us. And about the time we hooked up with them, got up to the room, got everyone situated, the the two wives took off, and they had to go pick you up at the airport, and that's where your adventure started. That That is truth. I had about a 10-hour flight total. I flew out at... Six in the morning from Philadelphia. Then I had a three-hour layover in Arizona where I picked up a burrito from some airport burrito place that, let's just say, I think gave me food poisoning. During that three hours, prep for the show because the moment I landed, it was to jet to the Trek radio booth to uh, to do a live show of Priority One. That five-hour flight was tough, though. I'm not going to lie. That On the way to Arizona, I had a kid behind me. There were a few crying babies People were, were kind of awake like the entire time, like moving around, talking really loud. It wasn't a pleasant five hours. I really didn't get much rest. And then it was really like a 45-minute flight from Arizona to Las Vegas, and that wasn't too shabby. I will say this. It is, uh, it is hot in Las Vegas. The moment I stepped out of that airport, it hit me like a wall of bricks. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that it's a dry heat. It, 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 I don't care. It, it, hot is hot. And I, the moment I walked through... I melted. It was like <laughs> but, Nazis from the Indiana Jones movie when their faces melt. You're suddenly just hit with it, like blah, and your eyeballs go rolling down your cheeks. It was terribly hot. You know, I've done really long drives to, to Vegas from various parts of California. I've done tons of long drives and long plane rides and everything. But our trip was actually very beautifully smooth and short, which was a nice change. We Yeah, we just hopped on the plane, left our car in the airport. And yeah, and we zoomed over there in about an hour. It was beautiful weather, beautiful sky, and uh, just just got a great, beautiful sweep of the landscape below. Just all the colors of the rocks, the, the various rainbows of minerals and the red earth and the formation of all the mountains and uh, valleys and canyons and things. And then, and there were some snow-topped ones way off in the distance. It was just beautiful. So we got there, got to the hotel, got our room. Everything was real smooth. Hotel is a separate adventure itself as far as sleeping goes, but, um, or the attempt to sleep, but everything was a very smooth journey there. And, and it was cool. Lots of fun. (laughs) So I think the first experience I had was I didn't even get to go to the hotel room to drop off myself. I I, I to the track radio booth where we, in, in under, you know, five minutes time, put, put together a show. I got to say, guys, that was uh, an, um, a, a, an experience I'm never going to forget. I mean, 
our chemistry together was fantastic. I mean, it was it it came out so natural. We were all together. The dynamic was fantastic. Uh, I got to say, I, I think it was for for it being a short show. I think it was one of our best. Yeah, if we had done a long show, we would have totally sucked. I know, I know. <laughs> no, it was. It was a lot of fun, and um, it was. I mean, like you said, so quickly thrown together it was amazing that it turned out as well as it did because you literally ran to the booth he still had his bags with him yeah. um you know like he, he got out of the car my wife and, and, and ellie's wife from the park the car elijah ran through the hotel you know i'm sure you were probably like asking people where do i go on the way just just to figure I out how to get the to the Klingons. Klingons. oh there you go <laughs> perfect so he, he literally got to the booth and like we sat down we had two chairs for three of us, so we ended up doing this kind of half a cheek thing on each end of the chair deal. And, and, and you know, we sat down and, and you'd scratched up some really basic show notes on, on a layover, right? Is what Elliot said? Yeah, I did yeah. it on my three hour layover in Arizona. Just put it together, the show notes. <laughs> it was like, hey, look, we can be on the same page, literally. So thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was it was kind of awkward because like he literally ran in, you know, I had just I had just met Adrienne, gave her a hug, and we were like, "Oh, it's so great to meet you in person finally." And then Elijah walks up, same thing, hugs all around. "Oh, so great to meet you in person." Okay, everyone sit down and start talking. <laughs> you know, we had to go into a live show like just barely meeting each other and like just hope that the physical chemistry works out as well as our our on-air personalities because we couldn't, you know, it's, we don't get to see each other normally like right now. We just, we have to go off each other's kind of vocal cues and, and kind of be patient, wait for the other person to stop to make sure we're not going to step on them. And even then we're not perfect about that. Um, but there, you know, we, we had the advantage of seeing each other and, and kind of seeing each other's physical cues of like looking at each other and showing that we were going to stop or wanted to add something. Still, even those things generally between strangers need to be learned a little bit to get them done right. And it was amazing. Like we, we all just, bam, we picked it up instantly. No one stepped on each other. It came off smooth and funny and everybody was really enjoying it. And we had a little crowd watching us and it was amazing how well it went for being you know, pseudo strangers, so to speak, as far as being around each other in person. It was, it was really cool. Totally. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. It just, it felt like we hung out all the time and uh, it felt like the great dynamic we have, you know, when we're not together, it was great. Underneath the table, we're stomping each other's feet, but you know, at absolutely least from the waist it, up, look really good. <laughs> so the the booth experience was fantastic. I gotta say, I wish we could do it much more often than than we do now. But alas, we are on different coasts. So why don't we talk a little bit about our our experiences at the con? What did you guys get to do? Well, oh, tons. Oh. I mean, well, <laughs> it's funny because work wise, or. <laughs> Because, like, you know, that was the thing about, you know, being in the podcast. It's basically a working vacation, so to speak, for the show. Um, you know, a lot of us, we had to run around and we had different jobs. And we're, of course, making contacts and trying to get interviews for the show, which we got a ton. And, I mean, we got to kind of meet the stars that way, you know, but in meeting the people from all the other podcasts and getting to know them and forming relationships. It, it, we got to do a lot, though. Um, you know, the first night, the very first night, Thursday, which was probably the quietest night. That's why I took the wife out that first night and we went and saw Cirque Soleil. We went over to MGM and saw Ka, which was amazing um, because I knew we wouldn't have a lot of time to devote to her other than that. 
you know, the rest of the time when we weren't actually recording, I mean, I did get around the vendor's room. I did get to buy a souvenir. I bought a shirt and, uh, and, and look around and stuff. But, it, you know, we went to all the big panels. You know, I think most of us all went to, like, you know, the Four Captains and Chekhov and Sulu and, and, and any of the big ones. Uh, Next Gen, 25th uh, anniversary, of course. I mean, when we weren't doing one of the big shows, we were always doing something else. Like, we had, of course, the Cryptic Development Panel. I was running around just absolutely, like, just... I don't even know how to say it. It's just being the PR man from hell for Priority One, trying to get every interview I possibly could for people to come on the show. And, and we got a ton of interest. So uh, fingers crossed, listeners, we have some, some big names coming to you uh, for the next year, actually. If if we get everybody that actually said they were interested and wanted to come on, um, yeah. and these are some some big names and and not just names for interviews uh, a lot of them were um, connections um, you know we, we hooked up with a, a prop company that we want to work on being affiliates with and um, also helping them get to cryptic marketing so that they can market some of their stuff with cryptic and, and possibly make props for cryptic like making you know uh, any proton pistols and stuff to sell at the cons so you can go and buy your pistols from the game um, we're trying to help them make those connections while making our own connections at the same time I believe Elliot got some guy that might make a shirts for us making him a commercial and and elijah didn't you no, that was, uh, get the, in the contact with was that you okay so yeah. you know and 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 all kinds of stuff like that you know other other promotion other startup projects like magellan that we found we'll talk about that more later um we'll be having them on for an interview for sure it's another kind of space command type uh you know uh startup project Film for project. sci-fi which looks uh, pretty fun yeah i mean we were just we were busy i mean you know and and i don't want this to sound bad i don't want it to sound like god we just slaved the whole time and it wasn't fun it no was fun contrary. because we yeah. were there yeah we were we were doing what we loved you know, in the subject that we love, which of course is Star Trek, we got to meet all these huge stars, shake their hands, talk to them, hand them business cards, say, hey, we'd love to have you on the show. Um, you know, and just, you know, I had breakfast with uh, George Takei and, and Walter Kinnick, and that was amazing. Both of them are, are fantastic, amazing people. And I, I talked to them both about, um, you know, thanking Walter for already being on the show. And uh, I gave them both a fleet com badge which they both took and, and thought was wonderful. So they both have uh, SSOG com badges. I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing. It, it was a great time. But I, I just want to stress that it was, it was exhausting. You know what I mean? It, we, we ran, what, 12, 16-hour days just, just being out there trying to do everything, meet and greet with the fans. Uh, we had fans from where? Scotland? Australia. Australia. Yeah. I mean, we had just people. I mean, it was, it was amazing. People wanted our autographs. They had a science stuff. They took pictures with us. So we, we even got our own little five minutes of celebrity out of it, and which was great. But, That's I mean, great. it was amazing. Um, the NASA guy from uh, Jet Propulsion Labs, JPL, who works on the uh, Spitzer Space Telescope, you know, and, and, and uh, even talked to him about coming on the show a little bit later to possibly yeah. talk about the, uh, the Space Telescope. So, I mean, we just, it was, it was amazing. Am, am I wrong? I mean, it seems like there's a million things I could mention, and that's just what I did. And then, I mean, Elijah was doing all kinds of the, the same stuff, and, and Adrienne was doing all the same stuff and working with the devs a lot. I mean, it was, I mean, wow, we, we ran our asses off. Uh, I got to say, honestly, the biggest takeaway that I had from this experience was that it doesn't matter what you do in life, do what you love. And like you said, you know, we, we worked our we worked our rear ends off, you know, from the moment I got off the plane, jetting to the booth to the Habitat for Humanity benefit that Robert Picardo had uh, hosted at a bar down the road, which, mind you, had a power outage for about 45 minutes. That's right. We were at right. this um, we were at this benefit right we're at this uh auction benefit auction for habitat for humanity hosted by robert picardo and uh the, a monsoon like swooped right in through vegas and knocked out power 
That's uh, right. I yeah, forgot I saw the, the, the power wind went going out crazy that. outside. Yeah. And then I got the, the storm, uh, the flash flood warning on my phone, and I was like, whoa, cool. I mean, I don't, you know, as long as nobody gets hurt, but it was just uh, un totally unexpected. It was really cool seeing all the palm trees going crazy in the wind because it just was an unexpected uh, visual out in the excruciatingly hot desert. <laughs> It was funny to see how Robert Picardo handled himself uh, during the during the power outage. That was actually interesting, but he handled himself yeah, gracefully, like, what, a, like an actor. Very cool. You know, you know what else they had? They had this amazing Chinese dim sum restaurant in the hotel, and they had the best barbecue pork buns that were just incredible. <sighs> And they were so, so good. And on the last night, it was really funny. We, we decided to have a nice dinner. So uh, Elliot and I and his wife and my wife and our new sponsor and, and my brother who'd come with them. And, and uh, we all went there with no reservations. And then we walked in and sat down and, and, and ordered up this dim sum and started eating and everything. Well, like five minutes after, uh, Elijah and the crew from Trek Radio and those guys came in. And they had reservations like two hours ago and stuff. And so they sat down and all of a sudden we're like, oh, you didn't have to do that. We just walked in. And uh, it's pretty funny because they ordered like maybe five minutes we after we did we and went. the restaurant told them. We went specifically to get dim sum. We wanted dim sum. We put an order in. We, I'm sorry, a reservation in over two hours ahead so that we could secure our dim sum. We get there, and it's dim none. <laughs> dim none. Yeah, apparently, apparently after us, they were, they were either out or they said they were too busy to make it. I don't remember which one it was, but they got none and had to leave, which is kind I, of because the they had reservations thing. two hours before us and we walked in and took their dim sum i'll tell you i'll tell you what the funniest thing was that it was sucks. when the waiter Aww. when the waiter told lisa dj risa from track radio and i that there was no dim sum lisa and i started arguing with the waiter and have raha right from uh from podcast ugc is, is sitting next to us and have is at least in his podcast you know a, a typically vocal individual right where when something bothers him he he will state it you know and he will vocalize it and he will articulate it so here lisa and i are arguing with the waiter about how there could not be any dim sum when we had made reservations when we came specifically for dim sum we're a table of like 10 and the waiter's like no it's not my decision it, 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 the kitchen the kitchen and have is in the corner going well can we just can we just order something else can we just order something else from the menu and lisa and i are like shut up have we want dim sum it was it was a great it was it was hilarious uh and then have later is like, oh, well, had I known, had I known that you guys made reservations and that it was a great experience. I mean, uh, have is a riot from podcast UGC. It was really great getting to know him. You know, that's another thing is, is we met all these people from all these other podcasts that we listen to and very every once in a while get to uh, collaborate with. Uh, but here we were all together pooling our talents, pooling our efforts to put together an amazing panel, uh, an awesome hanging with the devs event. Um, it was really, it was really nice to see so much talent under one roof. I will say that. Yeah, yeah. So, what, Adrienne? What would you say is your greatest <laughs> takeaway of of the convention? Oh golly, I I loved roaming the whole convention with you know buddies in tow, like all the podcasts, all of us hanging out and just kind of like a like packs of wild animals just roaming around the convention, going from party to party and bar to bar and from this to that and uh we, we totally did have an entourage huh we had an entourage yeah i mean it would kind of like disperse and then regroup but everybody kind of knew where everybody was at any time it was it was really easy to collect people and uh 
and it just it just felt really connected. I didn't feel like there was any place that was not <laughs> infected in some way by our <laughs> our group, which is was a pretty big big group. What did you guys think of the dev mm. panel? It was awesome. Oh, I liked it. It went so well. Yeah. You know, I, I Yeah, that was that was really cool. It was it was it was really nice to see that the, that Cryptic Studios had a, a strong presence there. It's their own panel. There was a, an awesome turnout, I have to say. I mean, it, I honestly didn't expect it to be that big because most at most Star Trek conventions, people are like, Star Trek Online, what? Uh, and here, here was mm-hmm. this panel, and there was a great turnout. It was very introductory, though. That's what I did notice about the panel. It was, a, it was a very introductory type of question and answer and, and information session for people who are brand new to the game. And it's already two and a half years after the game is launched. And it's just now that we're at, that they're making this presence at the cons. And unfortunately, it has to be about, you know, what you can do in the game. And it seemed very elementary, but still awesome. And I hope that they do it every year now. I hope that they're there. I hope I hope Dan Stahl has seen how amazing the experience was for him and his team. Uh, the amazing turnout and the benefit that this could pose for Star Trek Online. Yeah, you know, I, I like the projection screen that they had going in the background, and uh, that was really cool seeing images of the game. And I, I know that there was uh, a few people in the audience that I and I caught their eye. They just they had this gleam in it of like I'm going to go and play this as soon as I can. And I, I think there was a lot of new uh, or potential players in the audience and people who just sort of stuck around from the previous panel and they got a chance to get uh, introduced to such a wonderful game. So I'm, I'm hoping that we see these new players join us and, and spread the word because it's a, such an awesome game. So it, yeah, it was a great turnout and it was really cool seeing all the guys up there and uh, fun hearing uh, questions from people we knew and uh, or who just we'd just gotten a chance to know in person, but we were familiar with their player name only before. And uh uh, it was really cool. I liked it. I love how uh, Dan Stahl pointed at me. He asked, how many of you have played Star Trek Online? And like, you know, a, a majority of the room raised their hand. And then he goes, how many people haven't played Star Trek Online? And then I put my hand up. And he's like, ah, you. <laughs> yeah, he's all, that guy's a liar. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, yeah, everything. I think it was great. I mean, people cheered when they played the trailers. You know, like like they were showing an Iron Man three footage or something. You know, like so, like it was like being at Comic Con and then playing some like secret footage or something for the people that had never seen it before. You know, people got excited and that was great to see that all these new potential players and then a lot of people that had played early on left and now seeing what it had grown to become and like wanted to come back. I met yeah. a couple different people like that that were uh, that came over and were talking to Brandon and I as we were standing outside the booth and you know asking him, okay, so why why should I come back into the game now I used to play and I was out, what's new? And so Brandon would sit there and run off all the, this is what's new, this is what's up, this is this, this, and this. Well, and then he would ask, well, I'm a 30-something guy with two kids and I don't have a lot of time you know, to get all these things done. It's like, how the heck am I supposed to, to get any of that done when I got this, this schedule going? And then it was great because Brandon and I got the tag team the guy and I jumped up and I started talking about fleets oh well let me tell you about fleets as a fleet leader we have this to offer and you have 500 different people working together to achieve these goals and help you get what you need to get even when you can't be on and blah 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 you know and so through doing this with Brandon you know hand in hand we totally like this guy's like great I can't wait to come back and and I'm going to join your fleet and he took my card you know and so we're picking up new fleet members and and new players and it was just a, a totally positive experience um I met a gal at the breakfast uh, with uh, uh, George and Walter, and she was sitting at our table, and she works for Blizzard. 
and uh, she was a totally sweet gal. She was she was really cool. We were talking about the game, and and you know she she was a huge Star Trek fan, but she didn't play the online game. Um, you know, just working for a gaming company, she didn't have a lot of time, this and that. But I start talking about it at the table and fleets with a couple of the other people. By the end of it, she's like, you know what? I'm going to jump on. I'm going to play. And she went by the booth and she got a free thing and she took our card again. So she wants to listen to Priority One as her, her source of info and stuff like that. And uh, and she, too, also was like, yeah, I'll be contacting you so I can join your fleet and get some help and stuff. So we, we picked up a lot of people. You know, we got a, another guy who's got a small fleet. He had about six or seven guys in his fleet. And uh, he talked to me at the uh, Hanging with the Devs event, and they were really impressed because they were having a hard time getting anywhere in their fleet because there's so few of them, you know, moving their, their starbase through the tiers has just been agony. So, you know, after talking to them for a while or him for a while about, you know, what we had going and how we're a level eight fleet already and we're almost tier three and... Um, you know, all the different stuff we had going. Uh, he, he said, you know, have a meeting with our guys. He's like, I'm going to come join your fleet, check it out. And if everything goes right, we may just absorb into your fleet, if you don't mind. You know, there's only five or six of us. And I said, sure, we'd love to have you. You know, and they're, and he's been here for like a week now. As a matter of fact, I was just talking to him a few minutes ago online. And um, he loves it. He says they're having a meeting this week. And, and we'll probably have them by the end of next week all in, in our fleet. You know, so it was it was a very positive event. We made a lot of friends and, and brought in a lot of new players and brought back some old ones. And, and it was... It was great for the fleet, great for the game. It was just, it was just a very positive experience all the way around. So it was a lot of fun. And and uh, and you guys did karaoke. Let's not. I, I don't want that. You know, I I was just thinking. I don't want that to get skipped over. Okay. I was at uh, Cirque du Soleil, but you guys were doing some karaoke. Now you can't skip on that. Okay. Let's hear about that. Let's that hear about the true. the vocal was, stylings. Oh. That was Elijah's great idea, and I love karaoke, but uh, mainly I went to go support Elijah because I was so exhausted. I didn't think I had any energy, and I'd been screaming. You know, we'd been, like, yelling, uh, cheering cheering our friends on, cheering panels, talking, and it's so loud in the casino. You have to just raise your voice over everybody, and and I didn't think about it, you know, and by the the end of the day, at the end of the, the two days, you know, the first two days, karaoke was Thursday night, right? Thursday night, yeah. Thursday night. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was Thursday night because yeah, that's when yeah. we went to uh, Cirque. Yeah, so I mean already my voice was just blown. That And I, and I had one drink, which didn't do anything. I was a little disappointed because I was kind of hoping it would relax me so that I'd be able to at least fall asleep fairly easy when I was ready. But it didn't do anything. But it did assist in making my voice even more scratchy. So I was double kind of like, yeah, this. Uh, I'll let Elijah do all of it. But I, I really want to support him and I love karaoke. So it was really cool. Um, before Elijah got up, there were uh, a number of performances that were just amazing. And there's just some great singers and really entertaining people that even if they, they, they weren't the best singer in the world, they were having a blast up there. And it was just fun cheering them on. And, and some of the songs that people chose were just classics, you know, that get the crowd roving. And uh, this uh, one girl, she got up there and just belted out the best uh, Mr. Mr. Robotno I've ever heard a girl sing. I don't oh, think Mr. I've Roboto. ever heard a girl sing yeah. that song. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think I've ever heard anyone sing that song before. That was a girl, and uh, and she just she freaking nailed it. And I guess she she revved up one of the cosplayers who was there dressed as Data so much that he got inspired to jump up on the stage with her and start doing the robot while she was singing. And it was just it was great. It was perfectly timed, and uh, that that was my favorite act of the evening. I loved it. But yeah, then. Uh, Elijah took the stage a little late because he arrived a little late. So, of course, that means that I ended up going first because I had signed up thinking, ah, they'll never get to me, you know. Like three pages of people (laughs) signed up. They, yeah, and surprisingly, they got to me. They got to, like, everybody. That was really cool. That DJ was freaking awesome. He stayed late for everybody. 
So that was cool. So I got up and did my thing. Um, what was it? What did you? What I chose did, Heartbreaker, Pat Benatar, and and that killed my voice. But uh, but I was like, screw it, screw it. You know, I'm just gonna do my best, and and I'm I'm there for for my friends. You know, and it was just it was so cool. I, I was I really enjoyed it. And we it. do have um, we do have video I, of it that we will be posting at some point. <laughs> There's a couple of videos up of it already, and I think there might be one already up of, of Elijah. Because uh, Ben and Trek Radio each took some video of it. Uh, and after myself, Sorry, Sorrydom went, went up. And he's one of the the guys from Gates of Stovacor, uh, as well as he helps out the GNT show. And um, and he's even done a blog for us recently over uh, about his trip. Uh, so, but, uh, but yeah, he got up there, and he did acapella the Klingon drinking song. And there's video he of that. Rockapella. Yeah, yes, he rocked it. So that was amazing. I wish I had the whole thing memorized, but uh, I cheered him on from the base of the stage. And uh, that was really cool. And then Elijah turned up and it's like, hey, guys, uh, I'm here for my own party. <laughs> Wait, what? So he got to go up. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Because, you know, you showed up late. And it was the whole reason I was there was because I was going to cheer you on. I'm sorry. Um, I'm sorry. I, we got held up with Trek Radio. And sorry, sorry, sorry. It's cool. We it's had cool. Fun, it's though. Cool. It was like, teasing you. By the time I got up, it was like yeah. 1 o'clock. The room had emptied out. There was only like one random Klingon and a few Starfleet officers. Uh, no, everybody had turned in. it wasn't in. that bad. There was a lot of people. And, a lot of and people I, still left. I did my We Didn't Start the Fire, and that was fun. So You did a great job. He's a great singer. Elijah freaking rocks on and the mic. And Adrienne, too. Everybody yeah. was like, oh, my God, Adrienne. People were throwing their, their, their underwear at her. Their it was bras? Insanity. What? Yeah. <laughs> room, room keys. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> room keys yeah well, well yeah not so much but uh, but thanks guys <laughs> so those videos will be up at some point and especially speaking of posting and all that jazz special thanks to alex uh not only for the amazing art that he had designed for the uh for the convention like the flyers and the, the business cards but as i took pictures uh i would upload the pictures to him and he would then post it up immediately on facebook twitter and all that jazz so, yes uh, yeah same with mine yeah, he yeah, did a lot of work. Same with mine, <laughs> posting those up. Big thank you. Yeah. So so let's talk about the other night, the, 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 the second night. I guess it was Friday night. We went to the club, right? That was oh, the club night? The crown. so awesome. Yeah. yeah. So Friday awesome. night? Yep. 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 So this is like the Star Trek club party. They throw at the crown, which is this club inside of the Rio. And it's pretty cool. And um, It's hosted by the, it's hosted by the it's, Rio. It's, 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 yeah, it's hosted by the Rio for the Star Trek convention and everything. So it, it was a unique experience, I have to say. So it, it starts, and there's a whole story here. It starts with our group getting to the door. Okay, our group gets to the door. The five of us are there. Uh, it's 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 Elliot and his wife, me and my wife and Elijah, and we're we're trying to get in. The guy comes up and he says, "How how about you give me each your ten dollar cover charge of fifty bucks?" He's like, "And uh, and I'll throw in a private table for you guys and, and a bucket of beer and all this stuff." And we're like, "Wow, okay, yo, cool." Priority one, we roll in style, well, yo. Exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, you know, and, and not thinking that I was ever going to leave the hotel or even really drink for that matter because I'm not much of a drinker, I wasn't carrying my ID. And so everyone else had their ID, and I, of course, had this, like, ah, all right, I'll be right back. i got to run to the room. I tell the guy, I'll be right back. And the guy's like, all right, hurry up. He's like, I'll seat your friends. So he takes them in. They're getting their table. I run all the way back upstairs, get this. By the way, it turns out through weird coincidence that Brandon ends up right next door to our room, and right next door to Brandon's room is Connor Trinner. So we were we were neighbors with Trip. It was pretty cool. Um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm I'm heading back down. I must have shared the elevator. Actually, now that I think about, it, I shared the elevator with Connor Trinner, uh, Renee. Oh, I forget his name. The guy that played Odo, 
Um, the other guy that played two, yeah, the guy that played two Vought. I also Russ. ran into uh, John Delancey. Yeah, Tim Russ. John Delancey ran into him in the hall and shook his hand. We were like yeah, on the side of the, the hotel like, where all the stars were. All the yeah, people, we, we, like. <laughs> I know we were yeah. we were on the side. I think where all the the actors stayed because it was like the quieter end of the hotel. But anyway, getting back to the story. So I get back downstairs. When I get down back to the club, there stands. Uh, Garrett Wong and uh, Anthony Montgomery. So, of course, the two helmsmen, right? You got Ensign Kim from Voyager and uh, uh, Travis Mayweather from Enterprise, and they're hanging out together. I guess they're buddies, and they've got a couple of their friends with them, and they're waiting to get in. Well, there's two guys at the door that are, like, doing the you can come, you can go, and the one guy's pretty much ignoring them, and they're, like, standing there like, come on, dude, we're the stars. Let us in, you know, the, the fans want to hang, you know? And, uh, and I walk up, and the, and the guy that's doing the thing, the, the one that took our group, and is just walking back out. And so they're like, they get this look like, oh, here we go. He walks past them, grabs me, and says, come on, I'll, I'll walk into your group. And walks me past two Star Trek stars. So <laughs> and I look back, and Anthony Montgomery's got his arms up like, what the f***? <laughs> just, I can't help but laugh. So of course, get in. I bragged to Elliot and the guys, and it was hilarious. And then Great. they they walked in like moments after. So he must have gone right back out and got him. And they got an even like a better spot. I'm sure they got all their drinks free and everything. And uh, I was gonna say you meet you know, better but... people when you're not with us. But then it turns out, you know, then when you rejoin the group, you get priority. Priority one. Right. Yeah. Wow. Apparently. So, but uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty cool to get walked past two Star Trek stars into the club. But once they got in, I went over, I shook both their hands, said, "Hey, I love you guys. Love what you do. Thanks for Star Trek. Thanks for everything." And they were really cool. Um, they kind of hung the rest of the night with all the fans in there because the dance club is like full of uh, Star hey, Trek Rikies, outfits man. and stuff. Like all, every wow. everybody in there is in, like you know dressed as a Klingon or in a Starfleet yeah, uniform. Yeah. Or there's the Borg guy, that guy who who's in the really good Borg outfit, and he's Dude. out there doing the robot and all kinds he's of stuff on the dance floor. He did guitar air to Michael guitar. Jackson. Yeah, to Michael Jackson, uh, beat it. Beat it, beat it, yeah. yeah. He, he pulled out his arm, and he started doing electric guitar on it. It was freaking awesome. There's a, awesome photos of it. I am not. I've, I've been to awesome. some clubs yeah. in New York City, <laughs> and I'll have to say that this experience was fantastic, unlike anything you will ever experience ever. I mean, who can say that they've been to a club and a Klingon walks by. I mean, seriously. No, it was awesome. Yeah, like, it, it's, a, it's a dream of mine to, to actually be able to go every night to a – well, maybe not. I don't know if I can handle every night. But every night to a sci-fi-themed club where, like, you could totally do that kind of thing. Just otherworldly amazingness. Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. And, you know, and Garrett Wong and them, they got out and they danced with the fans and they took the fans' pictures. And I guess uh, uh, Garrett works for Creation now. He actually works for Creation. So he was doing a lot of pictures of the fans and stuff for, you know, I'm sure for creation and stuff. He came over, he took um, Elliot and uh, Elijah's picture, right? Was it yeah, you two? That was so cool. Together? We're sitting there. We're yeah, sitting he came there, over and yeah. took your guys' picture. It, we're just sitting there, and all, of a sudden, and all of a sudden he walks by, and then we, like, wave at him. And then he points a camera at us and shoots a picture. And Elliot's like... I can't believe that just happened. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I can't believe that just happened. So we tweeted him. If he's listening now, uh, what did, you, what are you doing with that picture? Huh? What's going on with that picture? <laughs> like I said, I'm sure it has to do with creation and stuff, and his job with them now, as far as being a representation for the company. You know, taking pictures of the fans, enjoying the different parties and events and stuff like that. So I'm sure that's what it had to do with. But they were still really cool. They were very approachable. They hung out with us all night. It was, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was it was really neat. It was it was something else. 
Yeah, I love that. That was that was a great part of the 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 whole day. <laughs> Imagine being at Quark's bar and Quark's bar having a dance club and DS Nine. Oh, and the Congo Line too. Oh, there was a. Well, they had the. Oh yeah, I, I started the. Uh, yeah, well, it, was, it wasn't a. Well, it was a Congo Line, but it was it was meant to be the train because they were playing uh, the lo- uh, locomotion, and so right, I I started right. the train. Yeah. That's right, because you guys got there a little bit after us. Other than that, I mean, unfortunately, I didn't get the opportunity of, of checking out uh, too many panels because we were just so busy with Priority One, uh, shaking hands and networking and all that jazz. But we did get a ch- I did get a chance to see the Next Generation panel, and that was awesome. The, the yeah, chemistry- that was really cool. I was there, too. The chemistry between all those actors are fantastic. I mean, it, you know, from they'll curse on stage and curse at each other and it, but it's funny it's it's a camaraderie you know that, that can only happen from years of working with one another it was really nice to see really nice to see yeah it was it was yeah, pretty it was, fun seeing um marina Sirtis dance and and the uh, bar burn do a flip do barrel, barrel roll yeah, yeah across that the was stage. pretty that was pretty awesome with them doing the sound effects and everything and, and you know red alert and he's like oh cool it leak cool it leak right right <laughs> It was good, I, I do have to say, but um, honestly, I got to, you know, my biggest takeaway from it is that it, it just none of it felt like work. Uh, it was an, an amazing experience from beginning to end that I cannot wait to do again. You know, it's that post-con depression that we were talking about when we were there and what we were anticipating. But it was good times, I got to say, good times. It was good meeting you guys, and uh, I hope to do it again. Absolutely, I'm so looking forward to it. I actually, there's a there's a San Francisco convention, Star Trek convention happening in November, and found out about it not that long ago. Um, and some people from the Las Vegas one are already preparing to go to that one. Uh, I might go by and just you know see if, see if I can find any local Star Trek friends that yeah. Be cool. Be cool to meet some some Trekkies up here. I haven't been living in in Northern California for very long, but uh, it'd be nice to make some Trekkie friends out here. And then it's not too far from you, James, if you want to join us on that. So maybe that's a plan. Definitely. Possibly. Definitely. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's just great. The Trekkie community is awesome. They're beautiful, beautiful, normal people, and uh, it's just great being able to share such a influential and creative <laughs> venture. Uh, with other people and it just it invokes dreams and and passions and uh and just revs you up for what's coming in the future and uh, makes you want to be part of that well captains it is definitely cool it's three days worth of uh, of events so we can go through but we figured we just highlight some of the uh the awesome moments that we each shared uh, with each other and, and independently at the Star Trek 2012 convention. Again, we want to give a special thanks to Trek Radio uh, for hosting a booth there and letting uh, all the podcasters get together. Make sure you head over to trekradio.com to uh, catch a glimpse, of course, of the dev panel video, uh, pictures, audio clips, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, there's, there's just so much media out there from, from this year's convention. Uh, you'll, you'll spend days going through it. Uh, guys, it was a pleasure meeting you, and I can't wait for us to uh, get together again. Yeah, absolutely. I'm oh, cannot wait. I'm already planning for next year, uh, costumes and uh, and gags and what have you. So you know, oh, but cannot wait to see you guys again and hang out again because that was just wonderful. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm really looking forward to watching Elijah eat another In and Out burger after a year. <laughs> did you see my tweet the other night i was like damn you james i did i we took elijah and, and elliot and his wife all out for in and out burgers because they of course don't have those back east and they're all now crack addicts for in and out burger for those of you on the west coast who know about in and out burger 
um, yeah, they're suffering now without it. Well, I think that wraps up this supplemental. Be sure to check out uh, every Monday for Priority One podcasts, new episodes, and keep an eye out for Trek It Out. We've got a lot of guests down the pipelines. Make sure to keep your feeds pointed uh, and visit us at www.priorityonepodcast.com or send your emails to incoming at priorityonepodcast.com. Well, guys, I think that wraps up this episode. It certainly does. Yeah. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. James, um, I'm just going to say this on the record. You're as ugly as I thought you were going to be. You have a mandroid walk. You have mandroid mannerisms. I, I, I started debating whether I should just call you Data the rest of the trip. Not, I've, not I've much. Been paying been... Attention. I've been paying attention. And I, like I stopped James when I heard you in the background. Because that's all I hear. <laughs> that's, what I, that's how I normally sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a funny story. What are you heavy breathing for, Lee? Am I? I didn't yeah, think yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh, dude, guys, I gotta, I gotta go pee. I gotta go pee like super, super fast, like really right. bad. Go, go. Like I gotta go pee. Okay. Go. Pee so what, Adrian? What would you say is your greatest <laughs> takeaway of of the convention? <laughs> well, take takeaway <laughs> or greatest story? <laughs>